Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. Together, they eased back the plastic wrap and picked at a few bites. Chocolate, banana cream, coconut, lemon, key lime. They stood there in comfortable silence. Only with family can total silence be this agreeable. Stephen Rowley, The Gunkle. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today we're back with our summer edition of The Kids Table. Ashley, welcome back. Thank you. If you are a new listener, Ashley is the community manager of The Bookshelf, but she is also my friend and cousin. And we spent and still spend much time together sitting at a kid's table at various family holiday functions. Our conversations are quarterly and are designed to mimic that delightful camaraderie. Uh, so welcome back. We are going to talk about what we have been reading, watching, listening to, and buying, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So these are supposed to be summery themed things, kind of, sort of. Ashley, the big hit for you during our spring conversation was your beverage selection. I know. I'm so flattered. I hope people like it. <laughs> so, okay. Let's start with what we are reading. I have two books and a magazine situation. Okay. <laughs> Would you like me to start? Yeah, you go first. All three or alternate? alternate? Alternate. Okay. All right. So my first one is the book that we that I quoted at the top of the episode, which I have officially passed along to you. It is The Gunkle by Stephen Rowley. This was a book that we did not get advanced copies of, and it arrived at the bookshelf, and the cover is summer perfection. It is bright and pastel. My nails accidentally matched. It just felt meant to be. So I took the book home and absolutely devoured it over the course of, I don't know, a couple of days. I loved it. I read it. It was one of those books I read every chance I got. I briefly mentioned it in our summer literary lunch, but because I had not received a copy, I had not had a chance to read it. So I didn't do a huge um, blurb about it. But now that I've read it, I feel like I can officially say with gratitude toward one of our listeners and Instagram followers, Emily Golka, I believe that's her name. She said this is the book of the summer and I have to agree with her. I just feel like it's so seasonal. It's set in Palm Springs, California. So it fits my requirement of my summer books, which are they have to take place somewhere warm. I'm not interested in reading about people who are not sweaty during summer. And so I loved that it was set in kind of this hot, steamy environment. It is about an uncle, a gay uncle who takes care of his two nieces or a niece and a nephew after the death of their mother. The premise obviously is a little bit sad because we're dealing with grief and the death of a loved one, but it is also just a really charming book. And the relationship between this uncle and his two charges is really sweet. And I just can't say enough great things about this book. I'm really excited to read that one. It's so good. You're going to love it. Okay. So I'm going to talk about two books. Um, the first one being Clara and the Sun by Ooh. Kazuo Ishiguro, okay. I believe. Not something I would normally read, but thoroughly enjoyed. I took it to the beach. Um, not overtly summary, but I picked it up because it had the word 
son in it. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty easy to please. But um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't normally read it because it's... Have you read this first of all? I have not read it. Okay. I've heard about it because Aaron read it. Aaron on staff read it and really oh, liked okay. it. okay. Hunter read it too. I actually borrowed his ARC. Um, and I actually came, back, came out back in March. Um, it's about artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not usually here for. Right. It's a little too science-y for me. <laughs> but it's artificial intelligence with heart. And I am very much here for heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a... it's. It's quiet and soft, mm-hmm. um, good for a uh, summer afternoon rain. Okay. But yeah. Okay. I'm curious about that one because Aaron has read it and loved it. Hunter has as well. And now you have. And I feel like those are three very different reading tastes. Yeah. Like all three of you have very different tastes, but you all have liked it. So. Yeah. It's been, it, it was really, it was interesting. I'd like to know your take on it. Okay, so mine is very different. And I do think my reading during the summer tends to be pretty light is like how I tend to like things. So my next one is also a recommendation for you. So it is Love and Gelato. This is a book by Jenna Evans Welch. Have you read this? No, but I've seen it. It's been out for a while. It's been out for a while. Let me tell you the story about this book, which is like... I don't feel guilty about it, but I would have a few years ago. So Jordan and I went to a movie for the first time in Tallahassee, like post-COVID. Although, are we post-COVID? It's hard to say. Um, But we felt comfortable. We are vaccinated. We felt comfortable going to the theater. We were the only, I think there were two other small groups, small like, I don't know, couples there. So anyway, we go to the movies and we leave. And in the complex where the movie theater is in Tallahassee, there's a Barnes & Noble. And back in the day, we used to frequently like do movie and Barnes and Noble for date night. So we go to Barnes and Noble and we're just looking around. But then I like come up to Jordan and I said, will you buy me a book here? Which I have not done in years. Like I have, I will buy books at independent bookstores, but I truly have not bought like a chain bookstore book in probably a decade. Yeah, me either. (laughs) And so he looked at me and he was like, Sure. So I got really excited. So I went to the young adult section. Don't want to give Barnes and Noble all my money, but a, right. but a paperback young adult book felt safe. So anyway, I picked up Love and Gelato, but there at Barnes and Noble was a, of course, like, because I feel like you see this more at chain bookstores, but it was a book that encompassed both books. So it included Love and Gelato and Love and Luck, which is the okay. sequel. So I got like a two for one, essentially. And I had texted our friend Kimberly Berg and I had said, which one of these will I like? And she kind of gave me the rundown of each. And so then I just bought both. And I read Love and Gelato, which I preferred a little bit to Love and Luck, but it's delightful. It is a little young adult rom-com, again, dealing with grief, um, which I think seems to be a theme for me this year. But it is set in Italy where I have been. And so I think that might be part of the reason I enjoyed it more than Love and Luck was because I felt like, oh, I've been to these places, like I can picture it. And so there was like a certain bit of nostalgia even there for me. The characters are really fun. And I just think the Italian setting is perfect for pretending like you can go on vacation to Italy right now. Oh, that's what I want. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about Italy. Italy and New York. Mm, Yeah, you should read this. It was very fun. Good to know. Um, Speaking of New York, Mm -hmm. my other summer book, which is not a summer book, but I did read it at the beach on your recommendation, is uh, Take Me Home Tonight 
Oh, by yay. Morgan Matson. Did you like it? It was so good. Yay. So good. It's uh, New York theater kids and a dog, which is all I really need. <laughs> it scratched every itch. It did. It was so good. It's not It's not summer. It snowed. Yeah. But, I mean, it still did the trick for me. It's very fun. And I knew you'd really like the New York setting. And also, there's very much a theater. That book is for theater nerds. It was really good. So good. Yay. Oh, I'm so glad you liked that one. Okay. My last recommendation is you and I, I think are still brainstorming the idea of an article club. We're trying to figure out how that would work in the, in the business model of the bookshelf. But in the meantime, I am recommending a series of articles written by Joe Rogers for house and garden UK. So I follow house and garden UK on Instagram, highly recommend just a very soothing feed, but Joe Rogers is an author and I believe she might be American. I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but she lives in London, but during the pandemic or post pandemic, whatever in the recent months, she has been renovating her London home. And so she and her husband and son have moved out to the countryside and she now writes a monthly column about moving to this old kind of cottage in the English countryside and it is everything my dreams are made of. That sounds delightful. It is. The articles are lovely and it just is very like I don't know that that's ever something I'll be able to do but in my imagination it is. (laughs) So and so I really like that I'm kind of getting to experience it because Joe Rogers is experiencing it. So you can Google, we'll put in the show notes, Joe Rogers, her house and garden column, but it is really wonderful. Okay, ready to move on to watching? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We're fine. Okay, Um, shall I start? Yeah. Okay, the first one is one that other people are talking about already because it just ended, but it's not too late to start if you have not watched it already. It is Mayor of Easttown. I want to watch that. Oh my gosh. I think I do. Okay, I actually think you do. It's on HBO Max. It is definitely like a dark, gritty mm, suspense show for sure. Like it's Mare at the heart of the show is a detective and she's trying to solve this grisly murder, which put it in my veins. Very much (laughs) here for that. Let me tell you something. Kate Winslet is an icon. Like she is so good in this and there's a fantastic profile of her in the New York times that everybody should read. It's really well done, but this show I'm dying to get Olivia's take on this show. Cause it's set in Pennsylvania. SNL did a whole like spoof on mayor of East town and like gritty detective stories. And so that was very funny, but the reality is the show is quite excellent and it's only gosh, five episodes, five or six episodes. So it's low commitment. Super doable. Jordan and I watched it over the course. Like we didn't binge it, but you totally could binge it because each episode kind of ends on a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. It also introduced me and I know I'm behind everybody, please forgive me, but it introduced me to Evan Peters who was in WandaVision, but I did not recognize him until he played this nerdy detective, which then became my type. And so I now am very invested in Evan Peters uh, career trajectory. Apparently he's going to start as Jeffrey Dahmer in an upcoming project so we'll see about that but i found him to be delightfully blandly handsome and charming in this show that was my next question (laughs) (laughs) i think he's blandly handsome and the majority of people agree with me according to my instagram polls so it was very fun um to get to be introduced to his character but what i really loved and what i think will now take up space in my brain for a little while is not just mare but the women of this show Olivia and I talk a lot about how in these detective books that she and I are both drawn toward, sometimes the woman detective is super flawed. And and that's often true of detective stories anyway, just a flawed character. But we don't like these women detectives who are bad at their jobs. Like 
We yeah. want to see people who are good at their jobs. Mare is good at her job. Now, she makes mistakes. <laughs> she makes some significant errors, but mostly they have to do with her personal life. They, okay. But she's a good detective. And so I loved Mare as a character. And I also just thought the women in this show, her Mare's mother, her daughter, her best friend, all of them are played with such depth and dignity that I, that's, I think what I'm going to spend now a little bit of time chewing on and thinking about is the women in this show. I really, really liked it. Can't recommend it enough. Nice. Um, okay. So I just told you that most of my free time in the summer is spent outdoors. Mm -hmm. So the things I've been watching are, I don't know how to describe (laughs) them, but I, I was alone one night and I bought Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> okay, was it good? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. I have. I didn't have time to read reviews, okay. so I don't know what anybody else has thought. Okay. My main thought is that this movie was written solely by people who were under the influence of something. Okay. <laughs> and I think it might be best watched if you are also maybe. <laughs> Under the influence of something. Okay, fair enough. There were some points where I did like laugh out loud, and I do enjoy Kristen Wiig in general. Yes, me too. This was just extremely weird. Okay. There was like a talking crab, and Reba McIntyre showed up. Oh, did you get excited about that? (laughs) I did, but it was weird. Okay. She was like some spirit of the sea. Okay. (laughs) See, I'm going to be honest. A friend of mine did watch this and told me like, go watch it now. And I trust this friend. Don't get me wrong. But I looked at it. I did not read reviews. I just like watched the previews. You know, I'd seen the same previews. I feel like everybody else had seen. And I just thought, I'm concerned that this is too weird for me for me to pay this much money. Right. So all I did was rent it. I paid like $5 okay. to rent it with whatever service I have. Yeah. Um, so maybe worth the $5. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it because I've been wondering about it since the preview started. Yeah. Would be interested to know your take <laughs> because it like, I didn't hate it. It was just weird. Well, and as a person not often or ever under the influence of anything bigger than a stress <laughs> right. gummy, I just don't know. I, know. I just don't know if I'm the target audience. But it does strike me as a movie that I would have really had a fun time going with a friend to the theater to see and like laughing hysterically. I think it might be best if you're not going to be under the influence. I was not under the influence <laughs> and I don't condone that. Um, but <laughs> I'm not suggesting you do that. <laughs> But since it appeared that it was written by those people, I would yes. assume that it was assumed that people watching it would also be that way. Sure. Um, yeah, it's probably best done with a friend. Yeah. Like, I think of when Hunter and I went to see Bad Moms. Like, I feel like those kinds of movies, as much as I enjoy a solo watching experience, there are some things that I think are best shared. This is definitely best shared. Okay. Because you can talk about things. And genuinely, there were some hilarious parts. Okay. Well, I do like Kristen Wiig. I'm invested there. Um, okay. I have one like kind of dumb thing to talk about. And then I feel like the other thing we're both going to want to talk about. I think you're right. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead with mine, which is my, it's basically my confession, which is that for whatever reason about, let's see, how long has Jordan been done with session about a month ago, we had had a not great week, not like me and Jordan in our marriage, but just like as people, like we had not had a great week. And so for whatever reason, we watched law and order SVU, which is a show like many white women that I have devoured over the years. But then we just kept watching it. Like (laughs) every night before we go to bed, we watch one or two episodes of law and order SVU. Like that's what we watch before falling asleep. 
it's great. Like I, I just, I've always liked that show. I liked it as a teenager, liked it as a college student. If it was on in, you know, I mean, my dorm room, like, I feel like I would watch it in the background of a lot of things. So I've seen a lot of these episodes, but now we are weirdly watching it on Hulu in order start to finish, I guess. Is I don't, it like you're another comfort show now? Yeah. I don't know that we're going to finish it because it's still on air. Like Olivia Benson is still oh. wrong. Yeah. What, how many seasons is uh, that? Is that like Grey's Anatomy? Yes. It ha- it is, I think it might be. I know it's the longest running Law & Order show, but I think it might be one of the longest running shows on like evening shows on, on TV. Wow. Um, I want to say... I think it's more than 13 seasons because we're officially, I hate to say it out loud, but I think we're on nearly season four. Like, um, we've just, okay. (laughs) I just realized you said you've started this probably less than a month ago. It's fine. Um, but it, it is weirdly comforting because I've watched so much of it and it is a procedural. So, you know, exactly what's going to happen. Even if you can't maybe predict the, guilty party you know by the end of the episode things are going to be wrapped up like yeah so there's something to be said for that and i like a procedural and jordan and i have watched many detective shows like that is something that we like to watch together this is just very traditional it is also kind of laughable sometimes like we have we have rewound and rewatched Ice T. I'm sorry, that was too. I overpronounced his name. I feel like that's a disservice to what he's trying to accomplish. Ice T. We we have rewound his lines many times and his facial expressions. Just very great meme content, honestly. So it's just been kind of fun. I don't know how long we'll keep doing it, but but we're still here, still is, watching the long. Is way. it bad that I've never seen? Not a single episode? Not that I remember. Of Law & Order, SVU, Criminal Intent, or Regular? <laughs> be none of the above. Oh my gosh. I, I was a Criminal Minds girl. Okay. Criminal Intent to me is the closest thing to Criminal Minds. But I think if you like... I also watched Criminal Minds, but it it got real dark for me. Like some of those episodes were troubling to me. Law & Order, SVU is also kind of troubling. But is it... Uh, like no see things or sometimes i turn my head during the medical examiner parts okay yeah um but you will love olivia benson she is a hero for our generation okay and george wong like (laughs) he's so good so and you've got to pick your favorite district attorney (laughs) and uh, you watched younger right yeah. Okay. I haven't seen the new season though. Oh, I should have watched Younger in preparation for this. What am I doing? <laughs> fail. Just a fail. Absolute fail. Peter Herman. Yeah. Okay. He's married to Mariska Hargitay, who's Olivia Benson. Yeah. Okay. They met on SVU. So you see him show up. Okay. He no, plays one fun. of the he plays one of the defense attorneys. Okay. It's very I'm fun. It. I need something. I need something that'll last me for a while. That's not Love Island. Yes. Agreed. I had that's to take a, right I had now. to take a break from Love Island because I started season four, which I've watched way more than you. Which I'm again, on season six. Okay, that's worth your time. Season four, I have discovered, is probably not worth my time. Okay. Um. So I've I've saved you. <laughs> Just let me pave the Save way. Save time because man, the seasons are. <laughs> not ending they're so long 40 something episodes that i will say svu you could jump around and okay you want to know what's great on i like a walking advertisement for hulu on hulu you can just watch like it shows best of benson and stabler and so you could just watch those okay so and they divide it up like that's just my favorite pairing but like it shows you best of or um celebrity castings like okay so you could just go to hulu and pick 
the 12 episodes they've highlighted. Oh, my ADHD and my Enneagram wing one are fighting over this. I'm watching order or do I go with what I want? Yes. So anyway, I put that gift in your hands. You're welcome. Nice. All right. Do you want to go? Do you want to lead this one? The Friends Reunion. The Friends Reunion. <laughs> Look, the last thing people need is for two white women to talk about the Friends I Reunion. Know, right? But we're going to do we're it anyway. We're so unique, everybody. <laughs> Listen to our voices. We're going to do it anyway. What'd you think? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I was not in, like, was not interested mm-hmm. when they announced. Me neither. Thought, I'm not interested in um, revivals. Me neither. Not here for any kind of revival ever anymore. Mm-hmm. Ever again. Um and so, like, I just, like, kind of put it on the back burner, mm-hmm. but then I watched it the day that it came out, and I was like, okay, like, as soon as it started, I'm here. Like, I'm right. in it. I'm in it to win it. Right. And I, it didn't take long for me to have already, like, died laughing and cried. Right. Real tears. Yeah. I was like you, anti-reunion, anti-revival, whatever. I saw it. So while I was cooking dinner, I was going to watch an episode of Friends. And then I saw on HBO Max, it was like, reunion is up. And I thought, oh, okay. So after dinner, that's what we sat down to watch. And I became immediately invested Mm -hmm. and tearful because these are people, I mean, you and I are definitely younger than I think, but your parents loved it. And that's who introduced me to it. Um, So I think we're younger than maybe the typical demographic, but essentially we've done some growing up with these characters and we know them as people in their twenties and Mm thirties. And so even just seeing them come on screen one by one and just being older, like that alone was a little tear inducing because it was like, Oh, they're grown up. Like, (laughs) Like they're adult people with like almost adult children. Right. Okay. Who was the character or the, the actor or actress that you most appreciated being there or you were like pleasantly surprised or, or whatever. Um, okay. Well, I guess I have two different answers. Favorite actor that I was happy to see again, mm-hmm. Lisa Kudrow. Yes. But my, the happiest surprise was, um, Ross and Monica's parents <gasps> in the <laughs> audience. That's what sent me. <laughs> it was wonderful. They're such good castings anyway. And then for them to sit there and be like, we really thought of you as our kids. Oh, my goodness. They seem like the sweetest people. Oh, my word. Jordan was, even Jordan was invested. He was like, are those guys really married? <laughs> um, I wish they were. I wish they were too. Um, look, Lisa Kudrow to me is the star. Like, even still sometimes when, I mean, I rewatch that show, like, constantly on repeat. It's my cleaning the house show. Occasionally it's my cooking dinner show, whatever. But Jordan and I both talked I don't know, a couple years ago about who our favorite characters were. And it's hard because that is a true ensemble cast. And they Mm -hmm. talk about that. But I think Phoebe's character is an icon. Like she's just so interesting and unique. And, and really, I think Lisa Kudrow brought a lot to that role, but I'll tell you who showed up at the reunion that I was like giddy over because he was so giddy. And it was Matt LeBlanc. Like he had a great time. He just looked like he was having the best time. And I told Jordan, I was like, of all six of these people, I think he's the person who literally watches this show. Like, I think because and he even said where his like daughter, an episode came on and he was like, you guys watch this. Yeah, let's see which one this is. And then when they were talking, it was just a really brief moment, but they were talking about the episode where they throw the ball back and forth. And David Schwimmer did not remember that episode at all. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer Aniston was asking and Matt LeBlanc was like, yeah, it started with me. Like, he could name yes he knew and I thought oh this is a guy who's really proud of his past work he's there's no shame here like he's really proud to have been involved I I just really liked that so pure yeah it felt so pure um obviously 
it was documentary style, which I find I much preferred to like, mm-hmm. I'm very glad I didn't have to watch these bless them, but like 50 year old actors like live in a central park apartment or something. Same. <laughs> Just, I would not have wanted to see that. Did not though necessarily though. Look, I, it's even hard for me to be critical because obviously there are some things missing. They did not address like James Corden was not asking hard hitting questions of this cast. Like he didn't ask them about the lack of, characters of color he didn't ask about matthew perry's struggle with addiction like this was a very light-handed for sure reunion but i find myself even finding it hard to be critical because like did i like what is her name cara de Levine, like yeah. dressed up as a potato no did I laugh at it? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> did. Like, like, did I think the fashion show was dumb? I, she didn't even wear the potato. Justin Bieber did. Like, oh yeah, she was the she was a holiday armadillo. Yes. Like, did I think that that was stupid? Yes. Did I laugh? I did. I did. I laughed anyway. <laughs> so, like, even the stuff that I thought maybe was kind of dumb, I still also managed to enjoy. Yeah. And then the table reads, I really loved. Yeah, the dummy for sure. Yeah. What made you cry? Um, the parents, them seeing each other for the first time, when they started talking to all the people around the world who've been in- influenced by yes. the show, yeah. I think that probably sent me the most. Yeah, I thought that was really, really sweet and kind of a neat testimonial to to comfort art, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I got teary when Matt and Matthew got in their recliners and kind of just looked <laughs> at each other with joy. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of lost it there. And then... Um, just them sitting together. I think just seeing all six of them together was really meaningful and special. Were you shocked by the supposedly, and I guess seriously shocking discovery that David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston had a crush on each other? I was shocked. I, for whatever reason, that question had never even entered my mind. Me neither. Cause they all six of them have such great chemistry. Yeah. And, but you know, Janice asks that in an actual episode of friends, like who's slept with who? Right. Like, and, and so I thought it was an interesting question for James Corden to ask, but I was surprised by the answer. But at the same time I thought, well, I guess that's not that surprising. They were all really attractive. Yeah. 20 somethings. But I was intrigued that they both they reciprocated each other's feelings with new they information reciprocated and they admitted it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't shy away from it. Yeah. Well, I really liked it. Honestly, I'm gonna watch it again. I was about to say, I'm going to watch it again. I finished it and I thought I could easily watch that right now for the second time. Oh yeah. Right. Why, why is Definitely. that? I don't know. Honestly, friends like the show already has such rewatchability in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. And they, it's just another thing to make you happy. Yeah. Just comforting. Okay, moving along to listening. Yes. Okay, I am still, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but Phoebe Judge, did we talk about this? She's the host of the podcast Criminal, but she also has a podcast called Phoebe Reads a Mystery, and she reads a chapter of a book every day. Maybe you talked about this. But, but she reads ahead. it to you. So anyway, I have been listening and I'm not quite finished. I think I'm 10 chapters, maybe 12 chapters left. Um, I'm listening to Sense and Sensibility. You would think I would just listen to a chapter every day, but I don't. I don't I don't know why. Um, so she did that back in April. So she's long moved on to another book. But I am still listening to the backlog of episodes um, about Sense and Sensibility so by Jane wait, Austen. her podcast is her reading a chapter from a book? Yep. And she goes in order and she finishes the book. So it's like listening to an audiobook a chapter a day. Okay. I think it's a really cool concept. I think she started it during the pandemic. Yeah. And I, she's done a number of books because it is shocking how fast you can move through a classic work of literature at just a chapter a day. 
I, as I'm telling you out loud, I'm a little ashamed that I'm somehow on season four of Law and Order SVU, but I can't finish since it's in Hey, it requires different parts of your brain. It does. So anyway, I need to finish, um, but it is just a chapter a day. I think it's kind of a cool idea. That is pretty cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. I think I'm going to steal this one from you, so okay. you can't say it, but um, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo has been playing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I needed something. Fair. They're, okay, so I have three favorite songs in this album. Okay, what are they? Um, in order, mm-hmm. they are Good For You, mm-hmm. Favorite Crime, Okay, and Happier. Okay, Happier is so good. Really good. Um, one of my favorites, I really do like Traitor. And then I really like, but I'm now I'm blanking on the name, but it, it sounds, it really honestly sounds a lot like a Taylor Swift inspired song to me, but it's like one step forward, three steps back. Yeah. I think Gosh, that's the name of it. I love the, or the rhythm and the lilt of that song. Like the whole album, there's not a skipper among them. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I skip driver's license and Deja Vu just because. Oh, because you've heard them so much. Oh, okay. God, I love Driver's License and I love Deja Vu, but I understand. They're the most played songs. I've heard them a lot. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned Taylor Swift because I I haven't done research on this, but I would like to know who her influences are for these songs because Mm -hmm. there's a lot going around about the song Good For You and it being very heavily taken from a Paramore song. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, one fun thing I saw, I wish I could credit who I saw it from, but I think it's true, was that, okay, remind me of the Taylor Swift album, Not Evermore. What's the other one? The better one. Folklore. Folklore. I That might be an unpopular opinion, but I love folklore. Wait, which one came first? Folklore. So they're both really great, to be fair. But folklore was last summer's. So the, this person on the internet, again, wish I could credit them, said, you know, Folklore came out last summer and that's when we were all sad. It's, it's a sad album. Yeah. And now Sour came out and it's angry and we're yeah. all angry. <laughs> and like, so like, so, uh, like basically Folklore was the pandemic summer soundtrack mm-hmm. and Sour is the post-pandemic summer soundtrack. And there's a great think piece. I'm going to, if I can remember where I read it, I will put it in the show notes. And it was like a tongue in cheek think piece that the line from it's brutal out here. Like is us entering the puberty that is post pandemic life. <laughs> oh <my goodness>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so perfect because I just want a hat that says it's brutal out here. Yeah. Cause it is. <laughs> it's brutal. out here. It's brutal out here. And I love how she says it. I also love the meme that was because I was a big fan of the freaky Friday remake and it was super angsty and angry, but like Disney angry. Oh, yeah. And I love the soundtrack. And there's a meme of like Jamie Lee Curtis, like looking like a rock mom and she, <laughs> and it's like, this is millennials listening to sound. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so true. <laughs> I feel like an old mom, uh, Aaron. An old mom in a stable marriage. Yes. <laughs> yes. trainer. And Erin Rayberg sent me, she's one of our customers. She sent me um, a reductress, like jokey article that was like, um, how to listen to sour when you never dated in high school. And it's, <laughs> wait, I need this. I'll send it to you because that it's so true. Like I told Jordan, I don't even have anything, anything to be angsty about. Right. <laughs> like you're fine. <laughs> but you feel it in your core. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. I'm just going to name two other audiobooks that I've been listening to. Okay, I have an audiobook too. Oh, good. Okay. So I've been using Libro FM to listen to two audiobooks. The first is The Wreckage of My Presence by Casey Wilson. 
you will want to download this ASAP, even if you know nothing about her. So she was on the show Happy Endings, which is another delightful binge. I think that just made its way to Netflix. Okay. Very friends adjacent. It's like six friends living in Chicago. It stars Adam Pally too, who I also really like. He was in the Mindy Project. Anyway, highly recommend. So she was on the show Happy Endings. She was on SNL for like a season and a half back in the day. And it's her memoir and she reads it. And I don't know what it's like to read the physical book, but the audiobook is excellent because she does such a good job. Oh, she's the one that reads it? She's the one that reads it. Nice. And so, and it's like a six hour audiobook. So okay. easy. easy. Yeah. So that's my first recommendation. What's yours? Mine is That Summer by Jennifer Weiner. Oh, is it good? It's not my typical read, but I'm recommending the audiobook because Sutton Foster narrates it. Does she really? She does. Oh, She's that's so fun. Good. I could listen to Sutton Foster read the phone book. Like, <laughs> I know that's something that people say all the time, but, and I think I might have mentioned Sutton Foster in every single one of these episodes. Yes. But it's fine. <laughs> I'm, it's not weird. <laughs> yet. Not yet. It's getting there, but not yet. No, but it's, um, it is a possibly triggering book for certain people okay um so there's a trigger warning but there's a mary oliver poem wild peace at the beginning Mm. sutton foster reads that too oh it's an absolute did you just record that on your phone i honestly should yeah you should um it's 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 cute it's definitely a summer book okay um did you know this is sad but jennifer weiner's mom died on oh. like a couple of days before her book released so she's had a hard time being able to promote oh, that's it that's so sad yeah i didn't know that okay my next one is another audiobook and surprised that i've been listening to audiobooks but i've been doing some driving to the beach i i joke I've, I've been doing some driving to the beach i know i've been to the beach so much and i feel like i'm just on a tour like i've been on st george island pensacola beach cape sandblast we're going to ormond beach did you see um, Caroline's text message? She wants to do like a beach a month or something. Oh, we can do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've already done it. But <laughs> yeah, we can do it. She wants to do it with us. Let's do it. Um, because it's really good for my soul. I'm discovering there's a part of my personality that's like, oh, if I can't go for three days, then it's not worth it. And that's not true. It's yeah, just not absolutely true. Absolutely not. I'm here, I'm here for the day trips. Yeah. You know how to reach me. <laughs> so, okay. So one of the books I've been listening to is called Mergers and Acquisitions. This is by Kate Dotty. She was a writer for the New York Times, but in their wedding announcements section. So this is her memoir about being a writer for this very like upper echelon kind of blue blood, like wedding announcement section. I'm really liking it. She also weaves in her own personal memoir. She's a great narrator audio. So she, the author narrates the audiobook. She has a great reading voice. That's been great. And I love the parts about the New York times. Some of the other stuff I'm getting a little bogged down in, but I still think it's a great listen because she's a great narrator. So highly recommend that one. That's murder. mergers and acquisitions murders is a different (laughs) different different kind of show um okay purchasing what have you been buying lately not a whole lot we're we're, uh balling on a budget right now (laughs) but um i guess to get started i'm gonna recommend another drink okay starbucks since the last one did so well and i think they go well together the last one was like the fruity drink this one is if you're in for something like creamy okay or you want to go to starbucks but you don't want coffee Okay. I may or may not have recommended this to you before. I don't remember. But my go-to is a grande iced chai latte Okay. with vanilla sweet cream cold foam. Okay. If you want to go crazy, add cinnamon dolce syrup. God, I'm, I'm so, I'm amazed that you, it must be so 
it must be the path to growth for an Enneagram <laughs> nine. I am so I'm sweaty just thinking about ordering something like that at Starbucks because of the faces I would get because it sounds so complicated, but you're saying it's not complicated. So once you've done it, it's not complicated. And if the key is to, you know, like get what you want, but don't go crazy. Okay. So I was doing a little bit of research for this recording <laughs> um, and I ordered something it was a mango dragon fruit refresher and i found it on the internet okay mango dragon fruit refresher with uh lemonade and pineapple syrup and some other kind of syrup i think raspberry okay and i ordered it in the drive-thru which i never do Uh uh-huh um but the guy responded he was like that's interesting (laughs) and i like was pulling up to the window i was like i'll show you like the internet says this is a great drink and i got it and it was absolutely disgusting (gasps) oh no i don't know if i did it wrong right or if he misunderstood but it was not good okay so i think it's because it was too complicated okay i do like their refreshers a lot that's my go-to drink is a Dunkin' Donuts refresher i can treat myself to that there's not a Dunkin' in my house oh right so i practice at Starbucks. Okay, so my one is I think uh, I think a website I've sent you before, but I pretty much have bought my entire summer wardrobe from a shop called the Common Room Shop. She got her name, she made up her shop name based on Harry Potter books. So it is literary inspired clothing, but it's less like bookish t-shirts, although boy does she have cute ones of those. But it's like regular clothes but she names them after like bookish characters so she did a little woman collection which is how i think i first discovered her or found her i own a really fun laurie shirt and also a fun i own a lot okay i I own a lot of these clothes um but so it's not just bookish t-shirts though it's also like a pair of dainty socks is called best feet in the family socks and it's based on that line amy says so there's just really fun clothes i have bought this is what i was really going to share two pairs of high-waisted shorts for the summer and i was worried because a high-waisted and I feel like high-waisted shorts, it's not just worrying because I have long legs. So it makes my torso look like extra short. Um, but it's also just, man, those zippers, they have to do a lot of work. Like, yeah. like we have to eat food, everybody. Like, I don't know where, where do we expect our food to go? It goes in our stomachs, which expands our pants. Okay. Right. So here's the thing. The two high-waisted pairs of shorts I bought from her have elastic waists in the back. Okay. Game changer. changer. Now I'm officially on board the high-waisted shorts movement. Um, I wore a pair at a beach weekend with my friends and somebody DM'd me and said I look like Jennifer Aniston from Friends. And so I will now be wearing them all summer long. Every day. Every day. (laughs) Every day channeling Rachel from Friends. Um, So anyway, the common room shop, she has a very cute Instagram. And I think she does drops every Tuesday, which is not great for my bank account. Um, but I have really tried to refrain because sometimes it's a bookish, like, I think this last one was from a, for a young adult series I'd never read. So I wasn't as invested, but she's got like a really cute sweater that's maroon and it's called like maroon is my favorite color or something. It's based on Ron Weasley hating the color maroon. So it's very fun, like inside jokes about, about books, but it's not just, um, bookish, looking apparel it's like she's named it for the characters and based it on their taste or whatever so I think it's really cute clever idea and concept and I just really I've loved everything I've bought from her and I've bought a lot yeah I've seen the website it's really cute Mm -hmm. I I, first I thought some of it was too young for me if that makes sense the high-waisted shorts were a bit of a risk yeah but I bought a pair of pants from there I'm sold on it now like I I think you can make it work for you all right I'll give it a shot okay 
What else do you buy? Okay, the, uh, the only other thing that I am going to say is um, that we bought a pickleball set to play pickleball. Okay, wait, you asked me about this. Yeah, Jordan and I are playing pickleball. <laughs> First of all, what is pickleball? Okay, the best I can tell is it's like racquetball or tennis, but it's essentially tennis but shorter, compact. Compact tennis with racquetball-like rackets and a wiffle ball. Like a ball with holes in it? Yes, a ball with holes in it, and then a flat, solid racket, like a paddle, you might say. <laughs> okay, like bigger ping pong. Yes. Big yes. ping pong, small tennis. Big. That's exactly right. Yes, it's big <laughs> ping pong. That's what it is. And, okay, guess what? What? We've only played once, and so we are far from experts. Like, I could not tell you the rules. I, we're just playing essentially, like, tennis, but also we're just trying to get in the habit or get in the rhythm of, like, batting it back and forth, essentially. Yeah. Paddling it back and forth. But Jordan is not good at it. <laughs> Did you hear that ASMR? <laughs> I think I think I might be better than Jordan at this. Okay, and this has never happened. This is huge in our family. Jordan is the best at everything, especially sports. Yeah, and especially stupid sports, <laughs> like stuff you would not think you'd be good at. Yeah, or anyone should be. Nobody should be good at these things. But he'll like pick it up automatically. But he was not good at pickleball. He's a great tennis player, and so that's probably the, the issue. I'm a terrible tennis player, but I'm actually pretty good at pickleball so far. Okay. Stay tuned. So we did, that was one of our, we're trying to make summer fun because unlike yeah. you, it is not always my favorite holiday. I am very affected by the heat. It is my reddish hair perhaps and my pale complexion uh, <laughs> that make the heat a little hard for me, but we're having a good time. We're doing fun stuff. Good. So good for you. yeah. So that's the last thing I bought. Um, okay. Anything else? That's all for me. Have a great summer, everybody. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at Bookshelf T-Bill, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, www.bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Production for sound and editing and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. This week, I'm reading Somebody's Daughter by Ashley C. Ford. Ashley, what are you reading? <laughs> this week, I'm reading Somebody's Daughter by <laughs> Ashley C. Ford. <laughs> Wait, are you really? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> of course we made it through that whole episode with no duplicates and just the end <laughs> all right <laughs> if you liked what you heard on today's episode tell us by leaving a review on itunes or if you're so inclined support us on patreon where you can hear our staff's weekly new release tuesday conversations read full book reviews in our monthly shelf life newsletter follow along as hunter and i conquer a classic and receive free media mail shipping on all your online book orders just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch we're so grateful for you and we look forward to meeting back here next week 